Welcome to the third episode of Girl Chant. In this episode, we will focus on the culmination of the women's volleyball season, as well as highlight the null soccer season as they uh, take on uh, the teams in the NCAA tournament. And last, we'll dive into our predictions for FSU women's hoops. Welcome to our Rapid Rundown segment. This is the part of the show where we'll give you all the scores, stats, and highlights from the past week in a flash. From volleyball to soccer to swimming, we've got you covered in all the scores and accomplishments of the ladies in Garnet and Gold. Last week, the FSU soccer team defeated the South Alabama Jaguars 2-0 to, to get past the first round of the playoffs. This Friday, November 22nd, the ladies in Garnet and Gold will play number 16 Brown in the second round. Sunday, November 17th, the FSU volleyball team lost to North Carolina 2-3. This week, the girls will travel and play number 2 Pitt, and then will return home on Sunday and wrap up their home schedule for this year against Duke. And lastly, for today's Rapid Rundown, congratulations to Coach Kelly on winning her second consecutive Women's South Coach of the Year Award for the FSU cross-country team. That's it for today's Rapid Rundown. Now back to the show. This is Girl Chant. We're going to talk about Seminole Soccer now and their road through the ACC tournament. And the day we're recording actually is uh, when FSU will take on Brown University in the second round of that NCAA tournament. On Saturday, November 16th, the Knolls battled South Alabama in the first round of the NCAA tournament. There they won two to nothing, where Kristen McFarland scored both of those goals for the Garnet and Gold, and that game was at home for the Knolls in Tallahassee. What can we expect from this team as they take on Brown University tonight? I expect the women's soccer team to continue what they did best last Saturday versus South Alabama. Majority of the match was spent on FSU side of the field. They held the ball for 73% of the match, and I kept seeing great offense out of the girls, even though they couldn't turn most of their shots into points. They still were very dominant when it came on the offense. I expect FSU to go against Brown with Kristen McFarlane at the hand of everyone, and I expect another high-scoring game for her, but I definitely want to see Dana do a little better on the offense and making those shots on the goal. Yes, Dana Castellanos has quite an international career, and she was active on the Venezuelan national team from 2013 to 2016, um, skipping 2017, uh, and then taking on the team once again in uh, 2018, where she was also part of the Copa America where she scored her debut goal against Ecuador. And it's really interesting that we can have this kind of international talent here at FSU, uh, especially when they can represent both their home country and the Garnet and Gold. She's definitely a very powerful player, and to see her not score in the first round of the playoffs for this year was surprising for me, I'm going to actually say. So I definitely think in the Brown game this Friday, she's going to step it up a notch and probably grab herself a goal to start the NCAA tournament this year. Given that USF and Washington are also playing uh, on that other side uh, of the bracket there, who do you think um, will the Knowles face next, provided that they could possibly beat Brown? I predict that USF women's soccer is going to be playing FSU next week. After USF defeated Florida in the first round, I was shocked, but I was also I was also in admiration of 
USF and what they did, especially in the Florida match, because the Florida game was a tough game for FSU to play, and for USF to then defeat them, I definitely feel like this team is um, going to give FSU a challenge, and I see them playing them next. FSU still has some competition uh, on the other side of the bracket with UCLA, Clemson, Duke, and Wisconsin. Those are teams that um, the Knolls could face potentially in um, the coming weeks here. And I hope that um, if they do face any team, that they do face Clemson because I think that Clemson is probably out of those four, maybe the weakest um, in, in soccer. So UCLA, I would, I would think, would be their largest threat. And Duke and Wisconsin, um, those can probably speak for themselves. But hopefully uh, the Knowles will have friendly competition on, on that side of the bracket there and maybe make a win in this NCAA tournament here. It's also worth mentioning that FSU, to some, is on the easiest side of the bracket. They will only be facing maybe Washington or South Florida. But on, if you look at UCLA, it's versus Clemson, number three Wisconsin versus Duke, and if you look on the opposite end, it's USC, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State. It's harder on the opposite end, so I definitely think FSU can capitalize on the situation that they have the easiest side of the bracket. So if they do get past their side, I really think FSU has a clear ticket to getting to the championship game and maybe to even repeat as the NCAA women's national champions. I do want to mention if FSU gets to the point where they do get to play UCLA, that will be a fun matchup. I'm so excited to see that considering FSU lost at the beginning of the season to UCLA. If FSU can turn it around and beat UCLA, that will be an important important win for FSU and honestly if they win that game they could dominate and beat USC. Do you think FSU has it in them to win their second national championship consecutively? I do not know honestly. I I need really a better answer Amanda. like to say that yes they do but I mean these teams they that they have to face are pretty tough and they've got a lot still left in them I believe but They've got to show it on the field. They have to deliver and execute and get the W in order to make it all the way once again. I do have to agree. After the first round where they only put up two points against South Alabama, I was a little disappointed. And I was thinking, you know, if you only put up two points against South Alabama, what will we see against UCLA, who is so dominant on the field? And if they want to claim their second title, they're going to have to go through these big teams. So I really... I agree with you on saying you don't know, but at the same time, I'm going to have to throw in some FSU bias and say I think the girls can get their second consecutive. I really do. The way this team plays and the talent this team has, both locally and internationally, I, I think FSU has it in them. If they did it last year when no one picked them, I think they can do it again this year. This is Girl Chant. FSU Volleyball will take on number two Pitt tonight, Friday, November 22nd at 6 p.m. in Pittsburgh. And this is following a loss to UNC, so we're going to see how the Knolls recover uh, from this loss and hopefully they can execute a win against Pitt tonight. In their loss against UNC, FSU fought hard but still came up short when they played North Carolina. At the time, FSU was ranked number 23. And with this loss, it didn't help their situation. So now I take it they're probably out of the top 25. 
Even though FSU lost their star of the show, Morgan Chacon had an incredible night with 20 career-high kills and tied her career-high with 17 digs. Yes, hopefully the Knolls can recover from um, this loss against um, UNC. And when they're facing this number two pit team, I mean, they really have to bring it all they've got because they only have three games left. And those two last games are against Duke and UM. So the Knolls really have to put it all on the court and execute pretty well because if they do lose to Pitt, I don't really know what those last two games will look like for the Knolls, but I'd probably say they'd win maybe against Miami and then Duke, yes or no. One of those games they will lose and the other one they probably will win. For FSU to continue their dominance this season, though, to make national recognition, they need to win the games. That's the thing. They have some really good wins, but they also have some really bad losses. When they played Notre Dame back in November, early November, they lost three to nothing, you know, and then they would come back and beat Louisville after that. But FSU still couldn't get those key wins that they needed to solidify their national recognition. And that's the thing, they're wrapping up the season right now and they play Duke on Sunday, which is their senior day, so they're done at home. I would love to see FSU continue, but far as the playoffs for the volleyball team, I don't really expect them to go that far. Same, I definitely agree with you on establishing national recognition. I mean, that statement is just so true and it holds uh, high regard to this team because they they need those wins, like you said, to be able to make it far in the national tournament. And right now it's looking a little bit uh, difficult for the Knowles because um, they're not getting those wins that they needed, like you mentioned, and um, they really need them, especially in these last couple games. Yeah, because the season's wrapping up, but it still feels like we're back to the beginning of the season where they would flip-flop and go between wins and go between losses. And the thing with FSU is that for a second, they were just they were keeping themselves in the top 25, and then they lose to North Carolina. Now they're probably out of the top 25, and that's not helping build their case for these girls to continue on in the playoffs. And the thing is, with the volleyball team, most of these girls go on to play in the spring for the beach volleyball team. The beach volleyball team at FSU, everybody knows, they're a nationally recognized team. So the thing, the part that it's not clicking on the court, that the same way it's clicking on the sand, makes it harder for FSU volleyball to gain recognition, not only national, but honestly at the university. Yes, that beach volleyball program, I am really excited for uh, this coming season for that team. Um, but just focusing back on court volleyball, um, indoor volleyball, that these, these girls really, uh, I think, have it in them, but they need to deliver on the court. And Duke is a senior day game. It will be at home for the Knolls on November 24th, which is a Sunday at 12 p.m. And that last game of the season will be in Coral Gables. Uh, it's against Miami and it's on Wednesday, November 27th at 3 p.m. This is Girl Chant. FSU Women's Hoops is currently undefeated 4-0. They've collected wins against Charleston Southern, LSU, Jacksonville, and Samford. 
probably the most surprising win out of those four would be against LSU, which was on Saturday, November 9th in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Given that FSU lost the LSU game last season, it was great to see the girls bounce back and come together and win on the road. That was the most important part, that this game was on the road and FSU walked into Baton Rouge like it was Tallahassee. The Knolls will take on UIC in Chicago, Illinois on Saturday, November 23rd at 1 p.m. Nikki Akumu is one of the players to watch this season as she is a senior. Her hometown is Bolingbrook, Illinois, and this game is a key homecoming game for Akumu as Bolingbrook is just outside of Chicago. I definitely think FSU is going to walk away with the win versus UIC, and as she has the rest of this season, I think Nikki Akumu is going to dominate in this game. She's killed it so far this season, and I don't think she's going to stop in her homecoming game. She's definitely going to want to go out there and show off the talents that she took down to Tallahassee. In the LSU game, Akumu scored 7 for 15 in field goals, was 1 for 6 in 3-point shooting, and 6 for 6 in free throw shooting. She led the Knolls in assists for that game, totaling with three, and scored a total of 21 points in that whole game. Um, on Tuesday, November 26th, FSU will be playing the University of Florida, and I feel like that will definitely be a fun matchup for the girls. And not to mention, I'm very excited for December 5th here in Tallahassee. The women's team will be taking on Michigan State at 8 p.m. in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. This game I'm really, really excited to see because this will test FSU's skills on the court. Michigan State is a dominant team this season, just like FSU, so this will be a top 25 matchup. It will potentially help FSU in their playoff hopes going into the 2020 season. Yes, the Knolls did beat Florida last year 63-56, to and that game was a home game for the Knolls. This year, FSU will take on UF in Gainesville, so hopefully they can um, have a repeat win over the Florida Gators. I definitely think FSU can do it this year. I think they can beat Florida. I'm just excited to see where these girls go with it and how long they're going to continue this undefeated streak because it's actually very exciting. Now, the student body greatly refers to FSU as a basketball school, but when are we going to talk about how the women, women's team is the one that is keeping the name for FSU being a basketball school? They're undefeated. The guys aren't. The Knowles did not face Texas A&M or Michigan State last year, so those two games will be key for the Knowles this year as both of those teams um, proved to be uh, both pretty hard teams for the Knowles. They did face Clemson last year, which they lost to 73-68, and that game is December 8th at 12 p.m. in Clemson, South Carolina. I really do think that FSU will come out on top in that UF game in Gainesville, and uh, what do you think will be the result of that game, Erica? Um, I also think FSU is going to win this game. It's just a matter of, you know, when are they going to lose their first game? Because I feel like FSU is going to continue it on after Florida. I don't know. I feel like this Florida game is a big deal, but these girls are playing so well that I think they can take it in Gainesville. It doesn't matter where they are. These girls are talented. I feel like the Knowles' first loss will either come to Texas A&M or Michigan State. 
uh, after Florida. And hopefully if they do get a win against UF, that they can keep that dominant energy uh, against Texas A&M, Michigan State, and Clemson, as those are all big teams that the Knolls still have to take on. Uh, after that, they have a little bit of a break against St. John's and UNF, um, and then are back at it again against Michigan, which is in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in Why Connecticut. is it in Connecticut? Because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame Women's Showcase game. So it's going to be played at a neutral site, which is another reason for these girls, you know, to get the national recognition they want. They're going to play Michigan in a neutral site, and we want to see, you know, FSU in the crowd and you're going to see how FSU plays when they're not in Tallahassee or when they're not in a home court and I'm really excited to see that game going into the Christmas time of the year. Yeah that game is right uh, before Christmas so Mm -hmm. uh, especially in Connecticut there's for sure going to be some snow on the ground I, I bet. I definitely think that win would be an amazing Christmas gift for Coach Sue. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I know she wants that one for Christmas. And to beat Michigan, and hopefully they would have prior beaten Michigan State, you know, they would own the state of Michigan and take care of Florida. To wrap up our discussion on sports today, I already congratulated the women's cross-country coach, but now I want to give a huge congratulations to the FSU softball team. They have the top recruiting class in the nation for 2020. That's so amazing for this team and I'm so excited for this season. I'm not going to talk about it too yet, but I am so excited for softball season because FSU, we're a softball school. We're a softball school. Did you know that, Amanda? Yes, I did. And, and a basketball school. And a basketball school. Not quite. and women's. Not quite a football school, but we will get back. Yes, and uh, just a key reminder here at Girl Chant, uh, this is the podcast that has kick-started discussion on women's sports here at FSU. We have a championship in women's soccer and in women's softball, and we both feel like those aren't being recognized as much as they should be, which is why Girl Chant was created and launched. So once again, just tune in here for any updates on women's sports, whether it's volleyball or softball or soccer. We have it all. So, right, Erica? (laughs) I'm excited for championship season, though, because soccer's back at it. Soccer's going to you know, try for their second straight. Volleyball, you know, volleyball could do it. Volleyball is about to get into their postseason, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And then we're going to get into spring sports, and spring sports for the women at FSU is always a big deal because you're at beach volleyball, you have softball. I'm very excited to see where these women's programs are going here at FSU. We're I'm killing excited it. for tennis and track and field. Okay. Because those are, those are coming up soon as well, and we have some key players on um, really all of the women's teams here, and they are executing so well. And uh, I feel like continue to be just, there's a lack of recognition, um, and that's what we believe Girl Chant uh, brings to those who are interested in hearing about women's sports. Yeah, I definitely agree, because if you look at it, the women's basketball team right now is undefeated, and you don't really hear a lot about that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the basketball team has – they lost their first game of the season when, on the contrary, the women's basketball team was dominant in their first game of the season. <laughs> and then they beat LSU, and they've taken on Jacksonville Sanford, and now they're going to hit the big games versus Texas A&M, Michigan State, Florida, all of these games, and these girls are doing so well. And I definitely want to continue to talk about these 
um, the female athletics here at FSU. So Amanda, I heard you had a good time last week when we did not have our podcast. What were you up to? Yes, I was uh, missing in action for a little bit there. And um, just a, a shameless plug here for the Sport Management Student Association here at Florida State. Um, I went on a networking trip to Indianapolis last weekend and got to meet with some pretty cool people from the Indianapolis Colts, the Indiana Pacers, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Indianapolis Indians, as well as the NCAA. So yes, it was quite a packed weekend. Um, Learned a lot and got to see some pretty cool parts of Indianapolis. And honestly, it was the experience of a lifetime Erica, I'd have to say. It sounds amazing. I would definitely kill to be in your position. You were all over Indianapolis, and that's crazy to think you saw the historic parts, like Indy 500, you saw the Pacers, and like, what did you learn from that trip specifically in your designated sports management field? I want to say one of the biggest pieces of advice that I took away from the trip was just to be consistent which is something that I I feel like I've lived by. Um, And consistency is something that I think that everybody, no matter where they're from or what their background is, it's pretty easy to adapt um, because it really just, I guess it, it focuses on every day what you do. And I've always lived by, I guess, that that consistent mindset of waking up and thinking about what do I need to do today? What is today going to be about? And, um, I know Notre Dame was only two hours away from Indianapolis. I would have loved to have uh, gotten up there for that Army versus Notre Dame game. Um, but one of their their uh, lines is, play like a champion today. So that's another thing I've, I've just recently been living by, um, along with that, that key uh, advice that I took away from um, my weekend being consistent. Hold on, Amanda. Why did you mention Notre Dame? Because I know the best slogan in college football right now. And what would that slogan be, Erica? The only slogan you should be living by right now is former FSU coach, Mr. Willie Taggart, who is now $17 million richer, and that is do something. That's the only slogan you need to know. We don't care about Notre Dame. And that's school. Hey, 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 hey. No, no, hey, no, no, hey, no, no, hey. no. We only Three care. potential listeners in Indiana um, play like a champion today. No. That's all I have to say. No, we only care about the garnet and gold here in Tallahassee. Amanda, do you know what I really want for Thanksgiving? What? The only thing I want for Thanksgiving is a win against the University of Florida down in Gainesville. I'm uh, sorry. I know we don't talk about football. Uh, I know we don't talk about football on this podcast, but I have to. We have to beat that team in Florida. But, yes, I definitely I want Florida State to go down to Gainesville, act like it's their home, and reclaim their title as the leader of the state of Florida. Yes, I really do hope that uh, FSU can get a win against the Florida Gators. Um, however, they are ranked number 10 and uh that game is saturday november 11th no november 30th <laughs> she saw the 11th she was like november 11th <laughs> it's at 7 30 and uh i probably won't be at that game i like for sure will not be at that game but i will watch it on tv but um yeah i really do hope that i, I don't think we'll come out with a win against the gators that would be really nice we should say that we should do something if they do win though if fsu wins against the florida gators I will have the best year of my life. That's all I'm going to say, because if it happens, I will probably go into shock. 
But most importantly, I will have the best year of my life knowing that I do not have to listen to Florida Gator fans think that they are better than us when they know good and well they are not. <laughs> Holding back tears there, Erica. <laughs> Absolutely, it hurts. <laughs> yes, hopefully if we can get any win. Um, we did lose to Miami, so a win against UF would be honestly the best gift this holiday season, I'd have to say. That and Urban Meyer becoming coach, but that's a different Ooh, conversation. That's a different conversation for a different episode. You did not just hear that. So thank you for joining into Girl Chant this week. Follow us on Twitter and join our conversation. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Give us some feedback if you want. Anything. Yes, thank you for listening to the third episode of Girl Chant. We appreciate you coming here to get all of your info on women's sports here at Florida State. And we will see you after the Thanksgiving break with our fourth episode. And that'll be our final episode um, before we go on Christmas break, holiday break um, in December. So please be sure to tune into that. And uh, thanks again for tuning into Girl Chant. And as always, go Knowles!